Chapter Five of the Arabian Nights Entertainments. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. The Arabian Nights Entertainments by Andrew Lang. Chapter Five: The Story of the Fisherman. Sire, there was once upon a time a fisherman, so old and so poor that he could scarcely manage to support his wife and three children. He went every day to fish very early and each day he made a rule not to throw his nets more than four times he started out one morning by moonlight and came to the seashore he undressed and threw his nets and as he was drawing them towards the bank he felt great weight he thought he had caught a large fish and felt very pleased but a moment afterwards seeing that instead of a fish he only had in his net the carcass of an ass he was much disappointed vexed with having such a bad howl when he mended his nets the carcass of the ass had broken in several pieces he threw them a second time in drawing them in he again felt a great weight so that he thought they were full of fish but he only found a large basket full of rubbish he was much annoyed oh fortune he cried do not trifle thus with me a poor fisherman who can hardly support his family so saying he threw away the rubbish and after having washed his nets clean of the dirt he threw them for a third time but he only threw in stones shells and mud he was almost in despair then he threw his nets for a fourth time when he thought he had a fish he threw them in with a great deal of trouble there was no fish however but he found a yellow pot which by its weight seemed full of something and he noticed that it was fastened and sealed with lead with the impression of a seal he was delighted i will sell it to the founder he said with the money i shall get for it i shall buy a measure of wheat he examined the jar on all sides he shook it to see if it would rattle but he heard nothing and so judging from the impression of the seal and the lid he thought there must be something precious inside to find out he took his knife and with little trouble he opened it he turned it upside down but nothing came out which surprised him very much he set it in front of him and whilst he was looking at it attentively such a thick smoke came out that he had to step back a pace or two this smoke rose up to the clouds and stretching over the sea and the shore formed a thick mist which caused the fisherman such astonishment when all the smoke was out of the jar it gathered itself together and became a thick mass in which appeared a genius twice as large as the largest giant when he saw such a terrible monster the fisherman would like to have run away but he trembled so with fright that he could not move a step great king of the genie cried the monster i will never again disobey you at these words the fisherman took courage what is this you are saying great genius tell me your history and how you come to be shut up in that vase at this the genius looked at the fisherman haughtily speak to me more civilly he said before i kill you alas why should you kill me cried the fisherman i have just freed you have you already forgotten that no answered the genius but that will not prevent me from killing you and i am only to grant you one favour that is to choose the matter for your death but what have i done to you asked the fisherman i cannot treat you in any other way said the genius and if you would know why listen to my story i rebelled against the king of the genie to punish me he shut me up in this vase of copper and he put on the leaden cover his seal which is enchantment enough to prevent my coming out then he had the vase thrown into the sea during the first period of my captivity i vowed that if any one should free me before a hundred years were passed i would make him rich even after his death but that century passed and no one freed me in the second century i vowed that i would give all the treasures in the world to my deliverer but he never came 
in the third i promised to make him a king to be always near him and to grant him three wishes every day but that century passed away as the other two had done and i remained in the same plight at last i grew angry at being a captive for so long and i vowed that if any one would release me i would kill him at once and would only allow him to choose in what manner he should die so you see as you have freed me to-day you choose in what way you will die the fisherman was very unhappy what an unlucky man i am to have freed you i implore you to spare my life i have told you said the genius that it is impossible choose quickly you are wasting time the fisherman began to devise a plot since i must die he said before i choose the manner of my death i conjure you on your honour to tell me if you really were in that ways yes i was answered the genius i really cannot believe it said the fisherman that ways could not contain one of your feet even and how could your whole body go in i cannot believe it unless i see you do the thing then the genius began to change himself into smoke which as before spread over the sea and the shore and which then collecting itself together began to go back into the vase slowly and evenly till there was nothing left outside then a voice came from the vase which said to the fisherman well unbelieving fisherman here i am in the vase do you believe me now the fisherman instead of answering took the lid of lead and shut it down quickly on the vase now o genius he cried ask pardon of me and choose by what death you will die but no it will be better if i throw you into the sea whence i throw you out and i will build a house on the shore to one fisherman who come to cast their nets here against fishing up such a wicked genius as you are who vows to kill the man who frees you at these words the genius did all he could to get out but he could not because of the enchantment of the lid then he tried to get out by cunning if you will take off the cover he said i will repay you no answered the fisherman if i trust myself to you i am afraid you will treat me as a certain greek king treated the physician dubar listen and i will tell you End of chapter five recording by ellie august two thousand and nine